disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Welcome to F1 Purple Rain with me, Dom. And me, Ryan. Yeah, this is the bonus episode. So it's our first uh, bonus in a long time. We are going to do this one's going to be the season review. First of all, let's have a little catch up. How you been, Ryan? You look like death. <laughs> you look like a tea bag. Yeah, um, it's really, it's really, really warm here again. So like sleeping last night was grim. I didn't help myself because I was up till about three a.m. watching a, a TV show. So what were you watching? Um, a thing called The Sandman on Netflix. Is any good? Because I keep seeing it advertised. Yeah, it's amazing. Ah, uh, really? Because I was, yeah. I heard you were talking good things about Prey, and then uh, I was thinking, no, one, none of my friends are talking about The Sandman, but the the trailer looks pretty decent. Yeah, I'm on the last episode, so I'll probably watch that after this. Yeah, right. Podcast, but yeah, it's actually it's really good. It's brilliant. Uh, I'm just still watching old episodes of The Office. I'm now just watching it for the like second time. <laughs> wow, can't be bothered to get into an event new yet. Well, yeah. I've had a, I've had a mad morning. Uh, my cat ran away, and I didn't think it ran away. Um, wow, my cat he sort of goes for like days at a time, so I thought nothing of it. I was talking to some people at work, and they're like, "Well, you should check the like shelter." And I was thinking, yeah, they'll be back. He always goes for days at a time. And then uh, they checked it for me. I wasn't really like bothered. I thought he'll just be back. And then uh, there's a Facebook page with my cat. He's in the shelter. I was like, all right. So I called them and they said, yeah, he was picked up on my street. A neighbor saw him in their garden and picked him up. And I was like, well, don't pick him up. No wonder he's not come home. (laughs) Like, leave him. He'll come home. Like, he he walks around. (laughs) But I called the show. Do you know how much money I, it's going to cost me to get my cat back? How much? Two hundred and ninety-five euro. Because a neighbour picked it up. Yeah, because a wow. neighbour picked it up, and I was like, "Well, leave him." That's the, so. Now I'm thinking, do I want to pay two hundred ninety-five euro if he's going to walk outside again and get picked up by the same neighbour? It's a joke. Two hundred ninety-five euro because <laughs> a neighbour. The neighbor went and stole my cat and chucked him in the shelter <laughs> like he's been put in prison. That's an absolute joke. That's a shambles. I'd actually go to that neighbor's house and, like, what the fuck were you doing? They were giving, he just said he was picked up on my street. They just gave me the street name. And I said, Yeah, that's my street. That's where I live. But they wouldn't give me the, the name of the neighbor. So I don't then, know. Go, then go to every neighbor's house. <laughs> and say, You owe me 295 euro. I'd just be like, Just be like, on the, on the door, just. Hello, I'm um, just wondering, were you the one who took my cat to the shelter? And they're like, yes, it was me. And then just start beating the shit of them. Just demand 200 euro of them. I get it. There's plenty of cats around here as well. So it's, it's someone just running around, picking them up and then calling the shelter. That's a joke. Absolute That's a joke. Yeah. I told the missus, I'm not even sure she wants to pay the money. So let's wait and see. <laughs> oh, well, I guess it was nice having that cat for a while. Unbelievable. Just being abandoned in the shelter. Yeah, so let's go over the season review. Um, I've got the Bad Back Awards ready, mid-season. Uh, so I'm going to quiz you on to see where you think everyone is at. But uh, let's go. I'll quickly do the rundown, if you like, for the first 13 races. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yes. Yeah, Not so Bahrain, obviously the opening race of the season. Do you remember who won it? 
Yeah, Charles Leclerc. Well done. Good job. Charles Leclerc, yeah, he won the opener. It made us think that it's not going to be Red Bull's championship. Got us all very excited that uh, someone else is challenging at the front. Uh, then we went over to Saudi Arabia. Do you remember who won this one? Yeah, Max Verstappen. Oh, have you got this written down? Yeah, because Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz came one two, and Bahrain with nice. Lewis Hamilton sneaking a pole. Uh, because I don't know if you remember, Don, but the two Red Bulls DNF'd in the last couple of laps of the race, ah. which opened up third and fourth for the Mercedes boys. And then we have on Australia. Do you remember who won this one? Yes, Charles Leclerc again. Nice. Uh, At the start of the season, it was a real back and forth between the uh, Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen. Really interesting races. And then uh, obviously went over to Imola, Emilia-Romagna. Yes, we did. For the winner was... Max Verstappen. (laughs) I I don't know why you're just going to keep asking me and then laugh as if I don't know what... I just, want, yeah, just, I just want to try and catch you out. I will catch you out with the back awards, though, I think. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah I'm sure you will. And don't, forget we, that was a, don't forget that was a sprint race in Italy as well. Uh, Max yeah. Stappen won because he took maximum points all weekend. That was it, maximum points. Then we went over to Miami for the worst race of the season. Yes. And the most, the biggest joke I've ever seen. And uh, Yes, that's, that's where NFL helmets for the podium. <laughs> Oh, that's a very really good idea. Yeah. And then let's let's have uh, the winner, Max Verstappen, escorted by uh, his own private military, yeah, <laughs> aka the Miami, the Miami Dade Police. It was uh, a joke. I mean, let's uh, let's have the cool down room in the podium a mile away, and that, well, I mean more than a mile. It was ridiculous. It was a shit. I was. It was the worst post race spectacle yeah. I've ever seen. It was the Miami race, but the. Uh, I would say the uh, Las Vegas podium because they just they were driving forever. It was ridiculous. Then uh, and that was when uh, Carlos Sainz got in trouble for taking his top off. I think wasn't it? Yeah, and then he was like, "Don't film me! Don't film me!" Then. <laughs> then we went over to Spain, back into Europe. Max Verstappen again. Yep. Then we went over to Monaco, where someone different won it. Oh, who was that? Let me just read it. Sergio Perez. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see Sergio Perez is actually going to win a race this season. Yeah, was great. well, that was, I think that was his last time he would ever get a chance. Since they're now going for Verstappen for the World Cup, is Oh, yeah, 100%. Our team orders are definitely uh, in effect. And to be honest, I think they were trying to work out how to give Max the win already in Monaco, so... It felt like that in the race. Then we went over to Azerbaijan, Baku, Max Verstappen back on top again. I mean, he's just been, he's been consistent, and that's why he's going to win it. They've not had any more DNFs really since then, so. No, oh, and Ferrari just helped them by throwing away every race win. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I sh- uh, we should do is go through how Ferrari. Um, let's not swear, but fucked it. Each race, the Ferrari rundown. Yeah, the Ferrari rundown of how many points each race they threw away by stupid strategy. Uh, Canada. Canada. Hell yeah. Max Verstappen again. Yes, with Carlos Sainz and Hamilton. 
below the podium. Yeah, this is uh, where Mercedes have begun to um, get back on top. Look, look like they've got a bit of pace back in the car. Then from Canada over to Great Britain in Silverstone, where we have again another new race winner. Yes, best race of the year we said, and that was Carlos Sainz. He won. Yeah, yeah, definitely fantastic race. Then we went over to Austria, actually one that I made it to personally. I was there. Yes, you done loads of interviews for the podcast and <laughs> get the content out there. Yeah, loads of interviews. Ferrari uh, messed it up again. Carlos Sainz's car set on fire, but Max did not have the pace. It looked like a proper dominance from Charles Leclerc. Yeah, definitely. Charles Leclerc then first up on Hamilton was the podium. Yeah, but it didn't last long. We went over to France and back on top again was Max Verstappen. Yep, with Hamilton and Russell, with Mercedes double podium. Yeah. Great result for Mercedes, picking the points back off the top as Ferrari make more mistakes um, and Sergio Perez is nowhere near the top. Then we come over to Hungary, where it all ha- it repeats exactly the same. Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, and Ferrari, again, make all the mistakes. And Sergio Perez is not fast enough. Nope, he is not. What's been your highlight of the season so far, Ryan? Uh, I, I'm sure there's quite a few, but I'd probably say either Lewis Hamilton's third place in uh, Great Britain or Perez's win in Monaco. Or Sainz's win in Great Britain as well. Yeah, well, I would say the race was my my highlight. My highlight, my best race of the season still is Silverstone, hundred percent. I think the worst race of the season, Miami, Miami, yeah. And normally I'd say Monaco, but I have to agree. Monaco, Monaco was good up until it got dry. Yeah, yeah. This is a real shame, but. No, I think like the performance of Hamilton has been possibly the highlight of the year from the beginning now to what it is now. And what's your highlight podcast of the season so far? Because uh, for the listeners, this has been our first season in the podcast. Let's have a review of your highlights of the podcast this, this year so far. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, okay, well, I wasn't expecting this. Uh, <laughs> no idea. It's all been a highlight for me. I think mine's been Pistorius so far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I have forgotten about that and blocked it out of my memory. But yes, the uh, Oscar Piastri uh, content was definitely a highlight. Yeah. Yeah, mine as well. And uh, yeah, for me, the same. But uh, I mean, some of the bonuses were good fun as well because we had some questions from people. We had obviously some uh, talks with Dougie as well, which we'll get back on in a couple of weeks. Um, we also had a quiz at one stage. We did, yeah. We'll carry that on while the races are happening uh, for a couple of quick bonus each weekend. Uh, do you want to talk about some news? Because a lot of gossip going on in uh, the driver market. Yes, so a uh, big shock of the season was the news that Sebastian Vettel would be retired at the end of the season. Uh, I don't think he pre-warned anybody. He just made a social media account on Instagram and then decided to have his first post as him retired. 
Uh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so interestingly, that's how Aston Martin found out, apparently. Yeah, they weren't pre-told by, by Velo, so he decided that he will be leaving at the end of the season, which then sparked uh, some rumours as to who would be taking a seat for next year. I think a lot of people thought maybe a rookie might come through or Vettel's um, endorsement of Mick Schumacher, potentially. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah, but but then we got some more shocking news when it turned out that Aston Martin had offered the position to a certain double world champion, Fernando Alonso. He has decided to ditch Alpine a much better, far superior car to go to Aston Martin next year on a multi-year deal, which I think was uh, almost as big big a shock as Vettel retiring. Yeah, 100%. It's amazing how quick they pulled the trigger on that, though. Like, that was, that must have, like you said, if the team didn't know Vettel was leaving, but they, they pulled the trigger very quick on Alonso. Yeah, it was extremely quick. Uh, and then we have some news that potentially Danny Ricardo might not have a seat at McLaren for next season. Yeah, I mean, ESPN are reporting that it's confirmed, but uh, Danny Ricardo, all the team have not come out and confirmed this news, but uh, it's the gossip that's going around and it sounds likely as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, which is unfortunate because Danny Ricardo is a big personality on in the paddock. But in terms of him not having a seat next year, uh, Otmar has said that Alpine would be happy enough to take Danny Ricciardo next season if he does not have a seat at McLaren. Oh, that is interesting. Have you seen what Otmar's come out and said about... Um, well, that'd be a return because he came from there, didn't he, last? But uh, did you see what he's come out and said about Piastri? No. He's going to seek compensation. Alpine are going to seek compensation against Piastri. They, uh, they've they come out and said, the amount of money we invested in Piastri for the seat, that's why we assumed, it, yes, it wasn't like in paper, but we assumed we've been developing that driver for years. We've given more than 3,500 kilometers in an F1 car. He's been in all of our sim racing. We've been, pay- we've been paying for him to go all around the world for experience. Um, they said we've even given him one of our engines, which cost one million seven hundred and fifty thousand euro, and for him to go and throw it all under the bus for somebody else and sell us under—that's just not how business is done. And we're going to seek compensation. <laughs> the guy's not even in F one yet. <laughs> wow! Wow! That's a wow. Lot, of, lot of money. Wow! 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 He hasn't even got a seat, and he's getting sued by an F one team. I know. I mean, I, well, yeah, I, I think rightly so. I mean. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose when you put it that way about how much they've invested in them and basically have gave him, you would say, his platform to show his skills and, you know, gave him all this money for years and they just decided to go, actually, you know what, um, I don't feel like driving for you. It's a huge, huge, like, fingers up, fuck you, isn't it? Uh, because, I mean... First of all, he uh, Alpine come out and immediately say he's driving for them. He then comes out and goes, absolutely not. And it's a huge breakdown of communication. Like, Yeah. I can, see, I can see Alpine's side of the view where 
they say they got this reserve driver who they just will think, okay, well, he's reserve driver. We've lost a driver. He'll automatically take a seat. He'll obviously want it. And then I can see his side where he obviously feels a bit annoyed that he hasn't been told about it. Yeah. But if um, I was a reserve driver and I find that Alonso's leaving the team that I wanted, that I am sponsored by, and then they go, you get the seat for next season. I'm like, oh my God, happy days. Like, I don't have to go through any process. I've just been given the seat. Yeah. Like, wow, I'm in F, like, I'm in F1. Wow. Like, get in. Like, hey, also, we're going to drive for Williams. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not big seats going. I think Alpine's the best one at the moment. Maybe, maybe, maybe McLaren with Danny Ricardo going, but... Again, not, yeah, not confirmed. And yeah, mad, mad, mad season. So yeah, it looks like Danny Rick is on his way out, but uh, let's see, wait till it can confirm. We'll confirm it in the next weeks as well. Let's wait and see. Yeah. Um, some interesting news that I seen your, uh, yesterday, actually, Dom, is... You know the way F1 are pushing to be more economically friendly with their calendar? Mm-hmm. So they're just, you know, have you heard that they're going to bunch up, like, group the tracks so they don't fly all over the world, like, randomly? Well, that makes complete sense to me because at the moment I don't understand how we can race in Spain, race in Monaco, and then go all the way to Canada and come all the way back to Austria and Great Britain and France. Yeah, so... Partly, they're going to have a Vegas Abu Dhabi double header at the end of the, at the end of next season. Because <laughs> if I don't know if you are unsure, but they're really close to each other. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Google Maps that stuff. That's real close. Yeah. yeah. So, Why yeah. bother having one of the others? Just yeah. So I, I was I was reading yesterday that um that is the at the minute the. Uh, slot the Vegas has took is before Abu Dhabi the week before so a double header from America to the Middle East that is absolutely ridiculous it doesn't make any sense at all and we end in the Middle East as well so like we we started off in Bahrain and Saudi Arabia and we finished in Singapore and uh, no, we don't finish Singapore, Abu, uh, Abu Dhabi, don't we? Yeah, finish Abu Dhabi, yeah, but uh, have, but like, I gotta sneeze. <laughs> yeah, surely, surely, you would just um, put Miami, Vegas, Texas, and Mexico all in the same group, yeah. And the well, fact I... that we'll have the fact we'll have three races in America in one calendar is. A joke anyway. Yeah. Well, even uh, Brazil and Mexico. I mean, I know they're miles apart. Don't get me wrong. But it, yeah, it, but make, it, it makes sense to have the Americas together. Yeah. Have the Americas together. Have Europe together. Have the Middle East together. Uh, Australia with like Singapore and Japan, if it ever comes, if it comes back. I know it's not drivable, drivable by road anyway from Mexico to Brazil. But uh, still, it's, it's surely easier than... Canada, so Azerbaijan, Canada, Great Britain. Yeah, that's currently what we've just seen this season. We've gone from Azerbaijan to Canada to Great Britain. And yeah, that's, that's really, really economically friendly. Yeah, and then oh, it was Monaco, Azerbaijan, Canada, Great Britain. Makes absolute no sense at all. It does in the world of the FAA, but that is the FAA, and they are. It would even. Absolutely- 
yeah, would it even have made more sense to have Azerbaijan before, like, it just makes no sense. Azerbaijan's further away than yeah. Monaco and Az- Spain. Of Azerbaijan with like back uh, with like uh, Bahrain and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing's a joke. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Um, another bit of news: Have you had a chance to listen to read any more of the Lewis Hamilton Vanity Fair interview? I have uh, glanced a little bit at it, but I'm like deep down inside, I'm trying to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was hard. It was hard reading some stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't expect him to open up so much and yeah. talk so much about it because I mean, uh, he's pretty much stayed silent the whole time. It's pretty gut-wrenching what he's written, isn't it? Like, yeah. um, it's like, oof, like, yeah, I bet that was hard. Um, yeah, rightly so. It just sounds like he's... Like, it sounds a little bit like Hamilton of all, where he's emo- he wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, I couldn't imagine what that would have been like, to be honest, but... Uh, yeah, fair play. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to have it a bit sooner. But yeah, well, it's interesting that he comes out with all this after it comes out the Massey sign an NDA, so he can't speak about it. So Hamilton decided, you know what? If he's not going to speak about what happened, I'll come out and open up about it. That's an interesting take. Yeah, maybe yeah. And it, it is. It's mental how he just said the word cheat in it as well. Basically, just calls out the FIA. Yeah. Well... Yeah. <laughs> what a hard way to lose it. It does feel cheated, though, doesn't it? But uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a conversation for another time that we'll not discuss here. Yeah, definitely. That being said, are you ready for some Bad Back Awards? Uh, yes. Hit, hit me. Hit you. Right. I broke it down. Do you really give us a, a clear picture? So I broke it down into three categories. So okay. we've, got, we've got top three. Uh, so the three worst, then. When I say top, I mean the worst. Uh, qualies versus teammates. So where, to be clear, so where uh, one driver in the team finishes above the other driver. Who do you think has outqualified their teammate the most this season? And I want the top worst drivers. Or top, well, give me the teams. No, no, I'm already confused. The top worst drivers. Okay, maybe just give me the teams. I was like, ah. <laughs> okay. Well, because I want obviously it's a team. It's a, I need both drivers, obviously. So, give me, give me <laughs> the top worst. <laughs> Hang on, uh, I'll word it better, and I'm not going to cut it. Right. Please do it. And actually, it sounds like you've been drinking, and you just have no idea what's going on. I haven't. Right. So, the first segment of the Bad Back Awards is the qualifying round. I want you to give me the three worst performances. No, I'll just say top. It's easier. So, hold on. So, second one is qualifying. So, basically, you want me to give you the top three drivers if I qualify their teammates? Yeah. Thanks. That, that would have been that would have been so much easier. I don't know why I got so confused. I was trying to say top and worst at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't get it. Right. But you know what I mean. So, let's go. Who has outqualified their teammate the most? Okay, so I'm going to go with Alex Albon. I qualify Nicholas Latifi for Williams. As your um, top, yeah? Well, no, this is not, does it be in any order or can oh, I? Just... There, there is an order, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Uh, okay, Max Verstappen, I qualify Sergio Perez. 
Lando Norris, I qualify in Danny Ricardo. And Bottas, I qualify in Guan Yu Zhou. Okay. <clears throat> so your order is that you want first to go Yes, first up in Norris and Bottas. So then. I'm right. Get in. No, you're not. you're not. No, no, no. You're not. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Hulkenberg, no. I qualify in Latifi. No. Right. So the uh, the team that or the team the team driver that is outqualified his teammate the most. I don't know why I said team driver. The driver that is outqualified. <laughs> I'm still struggling. I'm yeah, still well, struggling with this. You can't even you can't even speak right. English. The driver who's outqualified his team the most is the team. The driver who has outqualified his teammate the most is Lando Norris. He is outqualified Daniel Ricciardo eleven to two. There okay, so okay, so he's up there. So right. okay, just got in wrong order. <laughs> then the next one, <laughs> you know, uh, the next one is Alex Albon, who is out ah! who has outqualified his teammate. Also, Line three. no, Ten also. Two. Also eleven to two, so in theory you could say job, uh, joint. Okay, uh, I knew that probably should went for Albon and Latifi. Then, in third, and there's a joint third, is Charles Leclerc has outqualified Carlos Sainz ten to three. Yep. And also, as you said, Max Verstappen has outqualified Sergio Perez, also ten to three. Okay, what's what's Bottas and uh? Guan Yu Zhou. Right. Bottas and Guan Yu Zhou. Nine to, nine to four, is it? Is eight to three. So they've only raced 11 races? Yeah. For what re- one reason or another, or a DNF, but in the stats that I've got, it's uh, eight to three on the stats. How are you DNF in qualifying? Uh, maybe they did not start. I think Bottas had to not start the in the pits last race, but that would just make it okay. I think that's not accurate. <clears throat> well, I'll cut that because it is. So, anyway, next. <laughs> Looks more <laughs> well annoyed. No, I'm, I'm not annoyed that I got them wrong. Like, I got two of the teams. Yeah, no, that's fine. In the, in the thing, but I'm just annoyed that obviously. Highest Bottas. Highest Bottas got. Highest Bottas only eight to three ahead. That doesn't say 11 races. Well, I went deep diving into each individual race into the over stats that I have from the official guidelines. So for whatever reason, that did not start. Uh, I, if you want our deep dive and give you the debrief on the next podcast. but uh, yes, we're I, yes, I do. I, I want an answer to this calamity. Calamity. It's got th- anyway, next the, the next segment. Ready? Human. <laughs> well, get over it. The next one is uh, who... Fuck fin- you. <laughs> who finished in a better position in the race. So it's not about the amount of points. So he finished higher than his teammate? Yeah, maybe that's why I should have said it. <laughs> wow. I'm having a nightmare. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Maybe you should um, just send me your questions first and I'll tell you how to reword it. Right. Do you want to have a guess? So who's, who's outperformed his teammate the most in each race? Correct. Okay. Um... That's good. Okay, let me, let me have a moment to think here. Let me have a moment to think. Okay, Lana Norris and Danny Ricardo. 
have to be up there. Uh, Alex Albon Latifi have to be up there. No, actually, no. Scrap, scrap that one. Scrap oh. that one. Scrap that one. The um, Clarence. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, uh, it's not. It's not as easy, is it? No. Okay. So just tell her. Uh, I've got. Have I got Norris and Ricardo right? No. No. They're not in the top three. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Magnuson and Mick Schumacher. Which way around? Second. Oh, okay. Uh, but I meant uh, who's who's out qualified? Uh, who's finished higher than the other? Is what I was asking. Ma- Magnuson. Am I going wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. They're in wow. the top three, but it's the other way around. Oh, okay. Are they second? They're third. <clears throat> third. Okay. Um, Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll with Vettel finishing the head. Nope. Nope. Okay. I was going to run through every driver then. Okay, let's go. Should I, should I, should I give out the answer? <laughs> no, Bottas and Granny Joe have Bottas ahead. Are they number one? They're number one, yeah. Bottas, get in, Val- get in Bot- Valtteri. Bottas is storming the better position um, stats with 11-2 to two against Guan Yu Zhou. See, that makes sense how starting races. Ah, but there was one that he, he didn't do. We can deep dive if you want. Yeah, the last one is, let's go for... Uh, George Russell, no, no, no. Um, I can't finish that, Alonso. Okay, Valtteri Bottas is in at first with 11 to 2. Albon is the next one in at 10 to 3. And then Mick Schumacher, 3 to 9. Uh, 9 to 3, sorry. So they were the top three. Okay, so that's the, terrible there. The only, the only uh, driver to feature so far in the top three of both uh, areas of the Bad Back Awards is Alex Albon. So he's leading contender. Well, it's um, it, 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 it pretty easy for him, seeing as his uh, teammate can body drive. <laughs> yeah, I am the Latifi of this podcast, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking car crash. Right, and the last one, which is yep. a much easier one, uh, points position, so where they are in the standings. Okay, are we doing gap or like... I'm doing the gap, yeah, between their teammate. Like points gap or position gap on the board? I'm doing position gap, position gap. Because there okay. is a mad number, like 100 or something. Okay. Position gap. So how many positions are ahead of their teammate, yeah? Yeah. Do you have it there to hand? Are you looking at the yeah, standings? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, got, I've got the standings on it. I've wrote the standings out, so... Okay, let's go for Lando Norris and Danny Ricardo. They're second. Hmm. Uh, okay. Vettel uh, <laughs> and Stroll. They are four points difference. Position, posi- uh, position difference. Yeah, and Norris. 
third. Okay, who the hell is that? Who the... Oh, we had it. He was the winner of the last one. Mr. Buttcheeks. Oh, Ruth. Butters? Oh, yes. Ah, yes. Sorry, I've just seen... I've just seen the... Yes, Butters and Grand New Joe. <laughs> yeah, so... Butters and Grand New Joe, Norris and Ricardo, and then joint third is Vettel with Stroll and Magnussen. Because even though Magnussen... Um, is not had a better uh, position in the Grand Prix than Michael Schumacher. He's finished higher in points, so he's ahead of Michael Schumacher. Yeah, but he pretty much scored all his points in like, yeah, race like two or three or something. Wasn't it? Yeah. So I would arguably say, based on those three rounds, that um, Albon is second in two of them, and Bottas is first in two of them. So I'd arguably say Valtteri Bottas is carrying Alfa Romeo and winning the Babak Awards. <laughs> And in second place with uh, overall stats is Alex Albon and Nicholas. Alex Albon. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, the... interesting bad back awards. <laughs> I obviously, obviously get that Albon and Latifi are there because Latifi is basically an idiot and can't drive. But Granny Joe is a rookie, so it's his first year. So yeah. but at, least he's, at, least, at least he scored five more points than Nicholas Latifi. Yeah. And uh, Bottas is just. Uh, had a really sturdy start, hasn't he? He has been leading the team. Um, is he a good driver? I mean, he was on par and nearly in contention for winning a championship when he raced with Hamilton. Yeah. So. yeah. And that is the Bad Back Awards. I will deep dive into my mistakes and find out why Granny Joe was missing a race and vice versa. We'll find out why there was a couple races missed because obviously Ryan wants to clarify these points. So I'll do that on the next one. <laughs> Yes, yes, like yeah, just, uh, I just, yeah, yep. Let's just quickly move on from that there. Yeah. Anything else to talk about, buddy? Uh, I just think that. Well, actually, interestingly, do you know that Mercedes have more points at this stage of the season this year than they did last year, and they haven't, and they haven't won a single race. Oh my god! They have four more points this year. I don't know what that says to. Uh... Yeah, I don't know what that says. I don't know if that says a lot about George Russell. Or... I think it's I think it's a lot more about the reliability of their car. That's a crazy stat if they've not won a race as well. Yeah, four more points and they've not won a single race. But yeah, I think that they have done... I think that they have completely outperformed themselves this half of the season, considering the absolute shambles their car was at the start. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to see where they're going to bring it to. <clears throat> yeah, and obviously Red Bull are flying ahead this year. Ferrari probably would have been closer if not for all the mistakes that they've made during um, the season. Still didn't think I'd see a big gap between the top three and everyone else in the grid. I thought it'd be a bit more. Obviously, Mercedes are third with 304 points and Alpine are in fourth with 99. Like, that's a big, big gap. Yeah. I mean, I think third is secure. It'll be interesting to see if they can catch Ferrari. We'll have to wait and see. We've got some more Ferrari strategy to come, which I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to. We have, what, how many races left this season? Ten, is it? Nine? Ten. Oh, and yes, the, uh, my co-host doesn't even know how many races there is, so just <laughs> should have been and was like, oh, <laughs> me don't know. Uh, I, 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 I haven't checked, actually. I'm not sure how many are left. <clears throat> but I'll tell you, one second. I do have a it all open here, so 
Yes, uh, obviously Red Bull are storming ahead and so is Max Verstappen. Eight wins this season for Max Verstappen. Leclerc only has three. Sainz and Perez have one each. Obviously, we're hoping that Lewis Hamilton adds a race win in there to continue his streak and, I think, set the record for most seasons with a race win, if he gets it. But yes, it's been an excellent first half of the season. Really enjoyed it. Uh, just hoping that the second half of the season is is just as good or even better. Yeah, me too. Let's hope and see. Uh, I'm excited to see. Um, I don't have that stat, but I think you're right. It's 10. Could be. Could not be. Yeah. Well, that's been me. This has been a short bonus. I won't say ciao. I'll say goodbye. What's what's German for goodbye? Uh, auf Wiedersehen. There you go. Yeah. Or tschüss. That's the that's the most German he can speak, and he lives in Germany. <laughs> auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> wow, I was like speaking an actual German there. Going for I was going for a Toto esque. <laughs> auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> I don't know who's worse at accents, me or you. Oh, I'm definitely worse. <laughs> but I didn't actually. Yeah, my my other highlight of the season was you do, you doing accents. <laughs> Your Lewis Hamilton impression is my other highlight. And Lewis Hamilton impression is impeccable. Yeah, I've seen and heard. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll feel the same. Goodbye. Ich bin Dom. Ich bin Ryan. <laughs> See you guys on the other side. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f one purple rain at gmail.com or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at F1 Purple Rain.